And welcome back, folks. That was been so dang long if you're on Twitter. It's a long time. Unbelievable. How could you do a lot of battles? Uh, we are the big dudes in the French Open. We are the big dudes in the French Open. I am Doug. That was Bug, and then that was Tug after that. Very exciting stuff. If you're watching us on Twitch, you would have known that. Very cool. Best way to watch us, by the way. If you're yep. not watching us on Twitch, I recommend checking us out on YouTube or on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, their website, or their YouTube channel. Very exciting stuff. Also, some other great podcasts you might find worthy of your time. We highly recommend it. BloodlineNetwork.com for all that good stuff. Uh, you can find those links in the description. Or if you're lucky enough, Tug might read them to you later. Might serenade you with the good After news. the Ivy League. Fuck the Ivy League. <laughs> but this is a continuation of our conference preview series. We only have a couple of FCS conferences yet to go. We've done all the FBS already. We've gone through almost all of the FCS already. But we have three more FCS conferences to go, including the conversation today which will be about the Southern Conference, the SOCON. The SOCON D's nuts? Oh, my God. And if and you look here, you see half of the teams that Auburn and Alabama play the week before <laughs> they play each other. Very, very accurate. Although they have also, stopped playing UT Chattanooga. Uh, yeah, kind of. Kind of, yes, because Chattanooga's gotten decent in the past couple of years, and everyone's, like, scared of that now. Even though Mercer's better than them anyway, and they still play Mercer all the time. So, And Furman's might end up being the best team in this conference. And fucking South Carolina decided to be a good idea to play Furman this year. Idiots. Uh, get I'm wrecked, still scrubs. probably taking the Gamecocks in that game. I don't know, dude. That might actually be a really awesome game. Anyway... Uh, we do have what most people around the country have been considering to be the best quarterback in all of the FCS, and Michael Hires out of Samford. We took the Eastern Kentucky quarterback, Parker McKinney, as our FCS All-American, but Michael Hires has been making most of everybody else's lists there simply because of last season was so dang good from him. The Bulldogs looked phenomenal, and Samford had – one of their best seasons ever. Their first playoff appearance in five years, 11 and 2, 8 0 in conference. And they are the reigning defending SOCON champions. Very good stuff from Samford. But you'll notice not too many other pieces from the Bulldogs made the all conference team for us here. They're a really deep squad, but not a very top heavy one. Kind of the same deal with Furman. A really, really strong team all the way around. I don't know that they necessarily have anybody that's going to shock you individually, maybe other than Hugh Ryan at safety back there. But, I mean, Furman's just so dang good at everything they try to do. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll say Alem Ford is the best running back in the conference. Dominic Roberto has 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns for Furman. I mean, that's really good, too. You know, at some point, you got to realize this is only the first team all-conference that we're looking at here, and Furman probably has two or three guys who are in the conversation right below this. So it is Furman and Sanford are both really scary still. Uh, then we look at Chattanooga and Mercer, who are dotting up this screen everywhere. So some very 
different roster constructions, but really it feels like four teams at the top of this league. And I, I think that's fair. Now, thankfully that's like half this conference and it's not two teams and six others. So we, we get to have some fun in the next one here, but Look, all I'm saying is I would not be ready to run the ball against Chattanooga's defensive line. That would probably scare me at least just a little bit. Um, yeah, anytime you get the top three guys there, that's that's not a good sign for opposing teams. I would suggest that Chattanooga is really good at running the ball and stopping anybody else from running the ball. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's the two Half things the that they're good at. And then everything else, they're kind of mid at. So Cameron Brown is doing his best to make them a good pass defense, but he is only one defensive back out there. Wait, uh, he's not. Why can't he play all four positions? What the hell? Remember, we tried that a couple of years ago with. Um, oh, gosh. I seem to remember we tried that a couple of years ago with Tyron Matthew in the NFL. We were like, well, why don't we just have Tyron Matthew play every position out there? The Chiefs and tried. Then, the Chiefs actively tried. And then they made a couple of Super Bowls once they drafted a couple more corners. So I'm just well, they out made there. a couple more Super Bowls once they let Marcus Sorensen go. I mean, that's also fair. And, then, and then the best part about that is Tyron Matthew got traded to the Saints. Is like, yes, I'm away. And then Sorensen and then the got Saints caught. acquired Marcus Sorensen. Saints picked up yes. Sorensen. Oh man! Oh, I love football. It's amazing. <laughs> Let's just go to the I, tier list. Well, I, before we do that, I do want to shout out who I think is the best linebacker in this conference because, of course, I do. <laughs> uh, but Antoine Williams is a fresh transfer to the SoCon. He's coming out of Austin P to the Western Carolina Catamounts. And, oh my gosh, this is a bit of projection here, but I think he could end up being the best linebacker in the entire conference in his first season in the conference. Even better than Braden Gilby, who has almost 300 tackles in his career at Furman. Uh, Antoine Williams is really, really good. And I think Western Carolina's defense is going to be worth watching out for this year. Should be pretty fun. And unless anybody else has anything additional to add, I guess now I'm ready for the tier list. Now that I've covered all my bases. Oh God, I forgot <laughs> East Tennessee had a team. Yeah, dude, how can you how can you forget the E with the little Tennessee? It makes the E. Yeah, it's very fun. Otherwise, it would just be a C like Chattanooga. Yeah. Did they also, officially change their name? Is it still UT Chat or is it just Chattanooga now? It's University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Okay. Yeah, like officially, but everybody just calls him Chattanooga. That, that's unlike, fair. I just... Unlike UT Martin, who still everybody calls UT Martin and not Martin. Well, because Martin's just the dude on the team. Yeah. 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 Be... Martin's the coach. Nobody's named Chattanooga yet. I was just going to say bet. That was a challenge to our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wants to name their kid Chattanooga. That, that's like nobody um, was named where... Wrigley until 2016. Oh, no. I'm sure there were plenty already. Um, Trust I, me. I would bet. <laughs> uh, oh, man. But, yeah, let's go ahead and start our tier list here with Chattanooga. The Mocs are one of those teams I 
said about one of they're kind of up there maybe worthy of really good i probably think of them more at the bottom of really good top of tough out um I'm kind of lean again, looking at the conference construction, I'm leaning towards really good. I know we're going to have some better teams up there than this one. Um, it just I feels like there is tough out too. It feels like there might be enough of a tier break between Furman and Sanford and everybody else. Maybe we need to have them in the playoff contenders and then just drop into tier like we did for the Patriot League. I don't know if uh, this is right. that spread out though. <laughs> I don't know if it is either necessarily. Now, hold on. I, I'll, I'll meet you in the middle. I'm okay putting those four teams in the top two. Mm-hmm. Then leaving tough out empty and filling in the rest below. Uh, well, I, I think that's, that's more either, fair of the, ter- uh, of the tier break. I'm okay with Chattanooga and really good. East Tennessee, better luck next year. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It feels so brutal. It feels so brutal because they were so good for like a year, a couple of years ago. So was and, VMI. Well, was an extra year ago. That was Thank that was no, nah, that was the COVID <laughs> spring season. So we'll get we'll talk about them here in a minute. Uh, Furman's definitively a playoff contender, a potentially firm. potentially conference champion. Um. And Mercer would put ahead of UT chat. Are they ahead of Chattanooga or behind Chattanooga? I they're would definitely, probably, they're definitely top four. I would probably take them over Chattanooga this year. Mm. It's such a very different style of play is the issue for me, right? It's really hard to compare these two teams. Because you have Chattanooga, who we've already said is good at running the ball and stopping other people from running the ball. But then you have a team like Mercer, where the top two players on our all-conference team from Mercer were both of their wide receivers, Ty James and Devron Harper. Devron Harper, by the way, is the only active player in all of Division I football with multiple touchdowns, receiving, rushing, kickoff returning and punt returning yep. multiple touchdowns in all four categories. That's insane. Um, but they, I don't know if they can stop Alan Ford if they play Chattanooga. That that's kind of my thing. I'm looking at the one-on-one matchup. I would probably lean Mercer this year. I don't know why that's just a gut feeling, but I would lean Mercer too, and here's why. Okay. Okay. Alabama wants to play the worst possible team that they can the week before they play Auburn. And this year it has to be chat and not Mercer. Mercer's playing Ole Miss in like week two. All right, Ole Miss wants a little bit of a challenge. That'd be so incredible if Mercer beats Ole Miss. <laughs> I would be so happy. You have no idea. I do have you no have idea. You have no idea. I have a very good idea. I remember when Appalachian State came into the big house and won. So I have a very yep. good idea how yep. happy you would be. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't that in week two, too? Uh, two, two? It, it was the very first game on the Big Ten Network. So I'm betting it was week one. It's fair. It was 2007. The very first game ever on Big Ten Network. 
So beautiful. <laughs> anyway, on to Samford. Uh, they're up in the uh, playoff contenders. The, the question is ahead of mm. or behind Furman. As the reigning conference champion, there's some things to be said for, you know, what maybe pieces, some benefit of the doubt there. What pieces did they lose, though? Man, I don't know. It's the FCS. I, Everybody loses and adds stuff all the time. Now, the thing with the thing with Samford is they are so consistent, even though they don't have anybody making huge flashes other than Michael Hires. Like everybody knows Michael Hires at this point, but nobody really talks about Chandler Watson, even though he had 100 catches last year. Nobody really talks about Jay Stanton, even though he has you know 30 touchdowns in his career at running back. Like. This is a consistent team at a bunch of different positions. And I feel like they're deep enough. They very well could be at the top of this conference again. But I basically said the same thing about Furman. It's <laughs> it's almost a coin toss for me. Um, man, I don't know. I, I like – I like what Tyler Huff does with his legs too. And that's something Michael Hires doesn't really do at quarterback. I know we just said it's not that big of a deal in the FCS, but they are playing at Samford this year. Furman Samford is at, at Samford. I don't know if it's not that big of a deal. I just made it not that big of a deal last time it was brought up because I felt like it. <laughs> They're also playing what I can only assume is a D2 school in the shorter Hawks. Yeah, you can do that when you're FCS. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, when Google doesn't even have a logo for you, it kind of confuses me. Oh, man. Bug, you got to weigh in here. I need your help. <laughs> I, You kind of convinced me to put them above Furman because, again, I kind of fall into that trap of, well – the quarterback's really good, so the team's going to be really good, but that's not the entire team. If you're saying there's other guys that are contributing there, I think that makes them more formidable than just what the quarterback play is going to bring them to this season. M4. Lock it in. M4 ahead of F. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that takes us to the Citadel. Who, one of two teams in Division One who officially have the in front of their name. Look, I wanted to put them in better luck next year, but now I really do. <laughs> Not so fast. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, Lee Corso. Uh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're probably right. But they do have a new uh, they do have a first year head coach, Maurice Drayton, who I think is going to do some wonders for Look, the Citadel. The, these he next two staff. schools are kids that pay to go through the hell that I went through, but they pay yeah. for it as opposed to well, the taxpayer is paying for me. Right. Right. So they're dumber. Yes. Jockey. Yes, correct. That's official word from Air Force Academy graduate Tug here. Uh, we hate senior military academies. Is just all around dumber. That's that's beautiful. Glad you got <laughs> that on air. 
Uh, the question for me with the Citadel is, do they go at the end of Not That Bad, or do they go in front of East Tennessee? Um, I don't and, know. And probably more fair to put them ahead of East Tennessee State if I'm trying to do that. I don't think they're going to be that good this year. It does feels like a bit of a changeover season for them as well. Yeah. I don't know. At some point, does it even matter? <laughs> no, no, not for the Citadel. They haven't I been relevant in just several up. years. Yep, VMI joins them. Yeah, well, I was going to put them in front of East Tennessee, and then the software wasn't really letting me do it, so I just left them where they landed. Uh, it's fine. I got You got to wonder what happened in that spring season that led VMI to their first trip to the college football play or to the FCS playoffs there. Because it's, you know, part of me is like, oh, well, maybe it's, you know, the fact that it is a senior military academy. These kids were wanting to to work hard all year because they hadn't been doing anything up until then anyway. But then you look at the Citadel, they went two and six that season. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't, how, how does this, how do you really, I don't know, how do you, how do you put, you this, put this together? You don't. I, don't know. I think the. Best answer you can give is that they had Stone Snyder. He was the best player VMI has probably ever had on their football team ever. That's, <laughs> That's fair. fair. And he was a linebacker, so I loved him. Of course you did. <laughs> the biggest problem with VMI is that they, they've just struggled in their conference so hard. And last year, they completely fell off a cliff. They were able to contain a little bit of the momentum into the fall of 2021. But that back, the top end of the conference they struggled against. And then last year, it was even worse. So I, it sucks to see, but it was, it was truly a flash in the pan for me and my WCU. I'm willing to go into not that bad just based on the conference. I do think they beat these three teams below them. Yeah. But that's about as high. Yeah, I think the offense is going to take a bit of a step back, which I think is completely understandable when you realize that last year their offense was record-setting for the school, uh, their best offense of all time. So I don't think they can do that again. But I do think the defense is going to be better, especially with Antoine Williams coming in. So I think that averages out, and they're once again in that about 500, potentially beating all the teams right below them. But – Definitely losing to the top four, I would say. It's kind of where the catamounts end up. And then the Wofford Terriers to wrap things up here. Better luck uh, next year. Look, all Definitely I'm saying is... ahead of VMI, though. <laughs> Hold Look, on. Put them saying... in not that bad. Put them in not that bad. One of their school sponsors is Pit Viper. All right, we're in. That's cool. All right, cool. so I'm just saying, cool, baby. you were judging me when I said we're going to leave tough out empty, but look, here we are, boys. I know. I was thinking of making an argument for Western Carolina as a tough out, but I can't realistically make the argument when I don't trust their offense at all. So it's, it's where we're at. It happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that does it for the Southern Conference, the SOCON. Uh, should be very fun again we may very potentially see two if not three if not four playoff teams probably not four because the caa is going to soak up all those at at large bids 
If not the CAA, then the Missouri Valley. If not the Missouri Valley, then the Big Sky. I was actually going to go the opposite direction of that. Usually the Missouri Valley only puts in like two. And then because they beat up on each other so bad. But anyway, the SoCon's not going to do that. They're going to be like guaranteed five wins at least a piece up at the top there. Very exciting stuff. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah, we have Samford beating Furman, which I think is going to be different from what most people have around the country right now. A lot of people really on that Furman hype train, but I think well, Samford is a little bit be. underrated think, at several positions. I think you're right, but I think you got to give the respect to Furman that they deserve too. At the same time, yeah. like I don't, I don't think that you can discount any of that. Definitely, definitely. But I do think that does it for. Our SoCon preview. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. Been a very exciting conversation about the Southern Conference. Uh, I do recommend you check this stuff out live on Twitch because that's where we're doing it, and that's where all the good times are live as they're happening. Yep. Uh, if you can't do that, recommend checking us out on YouTube or on BloodlineNetwork.com, where you can watch the video versions of these shows because we have all these graphics and stuff. You can see the tier list as we're talking about it. It's very exciting. Uh, if you're not going to do that, Tug might be so inclined to let After you know where else you can find After the Ivy us. League. If not, it's in the oh, description the or scrolling League. across the bottom of the of the video. Wait, Sorry, Ben, I didn't book? hear you there. What would you say? I said you'll hear him say these when the Ivy League episode is dropped later today. Yeah, if you're listening, very, very nice. I'm proud of you for growing up. That's not what the Ivy League. There it is. (laughs) We're so back, baby. We're so back. (laughs) Oh man! But thank you for tuning in, folks. Uh, If you're live with us on Twitch again, stick around. Very shortly, we'll be right back. Uh, If you're watching us somewhere else, we got two more of these suckers coming your way very shortly. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. We've been the big dudes in the trenches. Bye. Bye. Bye.